0: Five, four, three, two, one. Dexter Stuckey presents... Industry, Industry Friends. Friends. Welcome to another edition of Industry Friends. I'm your host, Dexter Stuckey. Super excited about today's episode. I have D.C. police officer Carlton Wilholt in the building. Carlton's a D.C. police officer. You've been a police officer in D.C. for what? Almost seven uh, years. Seven years now? Okay. Oh, wow. So many questions for you, because when I think of police officers, there's a couple of things that comes to mind. Black Lives Matter, police brutal- brutality, Blue Lives Matter, law and order, you know, things like that, that come to mind. And I just want to get to know your thoughts on those type of things and also get to know you outside behind the badge. So usually what I do on the show is I always start off with a personal story, like how I know the person or my connection with the person. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because you're one of the interviews when I first started the show, like I wrote your name down. I'm like, oh, I definitely want to interview him. I think there's so many things going on with them. And one of the things was first of you consistently go viral. Do you know that like you go viral more than any police officer? I know it's always something with you. (laughs) (laughs) I never thought of that, bro. It's like every year there's something with you. And it's funny because the first incident that happened, it was you and it was like these young kids and like they are young African-American kids. And it was like, I don't remember the exact situation, but I do remember it going viral on multiple publications and people were talking about it. And I saw it because we went to college together. So people that we know mutually were like, oh, did you see this? And it's just like, (laughs) this is crazy, (laughs) And then right. I remember saying at that moment, oh, I want to interview him. I got to interview him. And then because of schedules and stuff, it never happened. And that was, what was like 2019? Yeah. 2019, and here we are, 2022. And there's so many things that that have happened in between them, like the Capitol riots, the George Floyd murder. Like, there's so yeah. many things that have happened since then. So I'm actually kind of glad we didn't do the interview then. I'm glad we get to do it now. Right. For sure, man. <laughs> <In> fact, <laughs> I forgot about that. Isn't that crazy? Man, that's nuts. And then for people, other people who don't know you, can you give us two truths and a lie about you? And I'll guess which one is is the lie.
1: Okay. I supposed to move to Madagascar. I've been skydiving and I lived out of the country um, two consecutive years.
0: No, I really don't know this because the thing is, you you have lived out of the country because you're, you're never in the country. That's another thing. I, was, <laughs> I, I really need to know how many vacation days you have because <laughs> oh, bro, I'm struggling right now. <laughs> so that one is definitely true. You definitely have lived out of the country. I I don't think you're moving. You're not going to Madagascar for in in a couple months. I'm, I think that's a lie.
1: No, I'm. I was supposed to. I was scheduled to actually. Um, Go to Madagascar 2020, but then the pandemic hit because I'm going to take a two year sabbatical from my job to go to the Peace School in Madagascar. That's but what they want to go. Yeah, i never been skydiving. That's I haven't really been. been it's a like, Kobe Bryant incident. It kind of like freaked me out.
0: Fair. It's weird, though, because the way you are, though, I assume that you skydived like multiple times. Like, you definitely <laughs> I didn't... wish, you, man. You could have
1: done that. I was supposed to go two weeks before that incident with Kobe and I'm like just it would be very insensitive and I just don't feel comfortable doing I, it. Could right. you imagine
0: posting that on social media and people looking at you like, are you serious? Are you serious? <laughs> doing, man. Like, I couldn't do it like that. No. So, so my first question, uh, welcome to the show. My first question is, like, what made you want to be a police officer? Like, Do you have family members who are police officers and you're like, I want to continue that trait? Or was it just like one day you woke up and was like, I want to be a police officer?
1: Mm, that's so funny so bro the crazy thing is never in a trillion years would i have thought that my career path would be in law enforcement like i always envision myself like you know living off the coast of like hawaii like as an oceanographer or something like that uh-huh. doing something with, like recycling or sustainability and things like that never would I have thought i got into um the career as a law enforcement officer um so i do have a, a an uncle that's a police officer. But the reason why I decided to join the the department was because I got in an incident in like 2013, was it 2013? Where I was like pulled over in front of my house and it was like myself, my sister, her little friend or whatever. And we was actually coming from Howard University. And when I was pulling up in front of my house, I got pulled over and it was just a mess. Long story short, like I got pepper spray, like yeah, one of the officers hit me, I got locked up, man. So, yeah, I've been arrested before because of that incident. And he tried to say I um, assaulted the police officer. So while I was at like Lincoln and stuff like that, I was going to court and stuff like that, fighting it and nothing came out of it. Yeah, man, I had to like drive back and forth because the officer, um, he wasn't showing up. Because he one it was like a medical emergency, the other time he was suspended. And when the judge found out he was suspended, because he was under investigation for like a lot of like um sketchy things as far as like racism, mm-hmm. that's the thing. Like absolutely not, and they just threw it out. So
0: that's that kind
1: of motivated me to be a part of it because I'm like, I gotta see what, what what's going on in here. Like what what? How could this guy get away with doing all of this? Yeah, you know what I mean? and how can I prevent that from happening? From Uh, to someone else
0: so there's two things that came out of that to me one it's funny because like being around you and like seeing you at Lincoln like I don't think anybody would be like this is happening he's going back home to go fight a a court case I don't think you just look at you and know that I think you I don't want to say hit it very well but I think that you were very like you lived your life from what I could tell like on the outside like you lived your life as if like everything was fine like nobody would have really known unless you said it bro that's
1: a mental health stuff that's a whole different avenue when we talk about doing like trying to maintain like this little image but really going through a lot I was yeah. depressed in college to be quite honest but I still had an amazing time but yeah man I was embarrassed I didn't want people to know that like oh I was arrested and I had a good court and like I don't know what the outcome may be, even though I I didn't do anything wrong and he was just being prejudiced and trying to make my life completely like miserable by like dragging me through like this court stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was worried about like my future. I'm like, dude, I went my whole life like not really bumping into the law like that. And for Mm -hmm. me to, to have to go through this situation in a blink of an eye and like everything just like changed. Well, yeah, I was embarrassed. I wasn't telling nobody that.
0: <laughs> okay, so now, like fast forward, like you, you get into the department, is he still there? Mm-hmm. Like, does he still work there? Oh, he, wor- he worked for um, PG County,
1: uh, PG County Police Department. I don't know if he's still in PG or not, but the last time I checked, he was under investigation.
0: Yeah, that, that's funny, because like, if I were in your position, I'd be looking up his file every chance I get. I guess got to see what you're doing. I got to see what you're up to. <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm. you know what's crazy um because i did go to therapy for but a part of me um was a part of me um let like getting better because it, it was a traumatic event mm-hmm. was actually letting it go you know what i mean so i was like what's the statute of limitation to like press charges to do this to do that but then at the same time i'm like you know what if he was to see me today he would be completely shocked at where i'd be for sure where I am today He would never think that I'll be so, so his counterpart, you know what I mean? So for me, that's good enough. And he's definitely going through a lot of
0: BS because he was, he's not a good guy. I mean, if you don't change, you don't change. If if you were doing this before and nothing made you change, you're still going to keep doing the same thing. And that's obviously what's happening here. Now, with that being said, I have two more questions now, because you said that with that being said, um, Like as far as therapy, is that like a mandated thing as a police officer or is that something that you decided you wanted to do?
1: Oh, that was something I wanted to do, you know, because um, I I had I used to like always harbor in everything, you know, um, and like you said, uh, if you see me on campus or something like that, you wouldn't know that I was going through stuff. And I was just basically what they call stuffing 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 like all right it'll be okay i'll take care of it later and then um i noticed that i would get like upset easily or i'll get frustrated easily or i'll be uh, like super sad and i'm like hold on wait a minute let me talk to somebody about it Mm -hmm. but when it comes to like my department um therapy is actually free and you can go doing your like tour of duty like when you're at work you just let your um officials know like hey i need to talk to somebody um and then they'll they don't ask questions and then you go. Do a lot of people utilize it? No. Um, which I think is a shame
0: because they actually do some really good work. Okay. I, I think that's amazing. I, I never knew then, that, but that, that's mm-hmm. a great information. But it's not um, mandatory. It's weird though because I, I kind of feel like it should be. Like mandatory. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. optional is necessary because some people don't really like to have conversations with other people. But I do think that therapy is really helpful, especially in your line of work.
1: Absolutely, bro. Absolutely.
0: Now you've been featured in a lot of publications. Like I said, you go viral probably once or twice a year.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh, bro! Different
0: reasons. So Um, crazy, bro. What has been your most rewarding experience being on the job?
1: Man, um, actually, people coming up to me asking me like, "How do I join?" Especially people that look like us. I think to me that's super rewarding. You know what I mean? Not like the articles and stuff like that. It's overwhelming. Like. Not in a bad way. It's like, wow, this is crazy. I can't believe like this happened, you know? But when people come up to me like, yo, what was the process? Like, do you think I'll be able to blah, blah, To me, it's like, hopefully I'm doing something right to want to inspire black and brown people and people or minorities to want to get into this, this profession. So for me, that is super rewarding, man. I've, and it, and, Cause it's needed, it's needed. And everybody know this profession can be a mess. It's a mess, you know, it's a lot to clean up. There's a lot of work that needs to be done, but just inspiring people to want to do the job um, is super rewarding to me.
0: What is the process of becoming a police officer?
1: Um, man, so first you will have to, okay, you put in an interest card. When When you, you put in your interest card, then you go to our academy and they'll basically outline what you need for like your application. Um, in DC, you need 60 college credits. Um, you can't have been involved in, like, uh, I want to say, like a felony or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have been, it had to be like expunged. But we're actually working on something where it's like a pilot program that they're working on to try to get people who have a pass. Because, like I said, I've been locked up, but my case was thrown out. Mm-hmm. And then it was. Um, and then um it was sealed. So, but we're working on a way for convicted felons who try and turn their life around and get involved in the criminal justice system in a positive way to actually um, be a part of it. And because they had a felony, it'll rule them out, but with this program, they'll be able to partake. And you know, they probably be on like probation and stuff like that. But I just think that's a good step because who yeah. who does who then um who's better to help police and keep people safe? than those who know the system. You get what I'm saying?
0: Plus it's one of those things where like, like my biggest thing with the police system is like, it's supposed to reform people. People go to jail or prison or whatever to be reformed. And it's like, if you right. let them out and you don't give them any other opportunities, like you're kind of defeating the purpose of what it was exactly. created, allegedly created.
1: For. Exactly, exactly, bro. From then, then you got you have to like, do like a psych, psych evaluation, take a lie detector test. Um, And then you have to do like this physical obstacle course thing. And then that's when um, you'll be selected for the um, police academy.
0: Now, with this physical thing, this is somewhat Mm -hmm. off topic. But with this physical thing, you may be the only police officer (laughs) I know that's in shape. Like, (laughs) like, how strenuous is this?
1: (laughs) But the crazy thing is, when you go through the training academy, you are constantly doing cardio and you're constantly working out. Me personally, the academy annoyed me to my bone, man, because it was just like, it's like military based Mm -hmm. and um, nothing wrong with um, how the military is ran. But me, I'm just like, man, I don't feel like doing this, but I have to do it. And it was competitive, too. so. But everybody go, um going through the academy are in shape. You come out. They always say when you after your first five, you're gonna start getting bigger. But then I see some of my coworkers with their belt over the, their stomach, over their belt and stuff like that. And not even just for appearance, but it's just health. I yeah. I'm like you. You're mentally draining yourself every day. And um, you're going to go through this for 25 years and retire and die because you, of a heart attack, because you're not taking care of yourself. It makes zero sense. And it happened actually recently in my department. Uh, I, actually, all the time, people not taking care of themselves.
0: Wow. Now, <laughs> when, you, when you decided to join, right? Mm-hmm. And your family and your friends i'm sure people from college like what were they saying to you like what were the reactions that you got when you, <laughs> did, did you tell people like did you post because i feel like i didn't know that you were a police officer until you started going viral with stuff
1: <laughs> I <don't remember> <laughs> yeah, a it. lot of people really don't uh, never knew what i was doing like with my life but um i didn't tell anyone that i was in the police academy until i graduated and then that's when i posted a picture everybody was like what everybody was so shocked at first i was nervous because i already know i didn't really i didn't i never had well i i didn't i wasn't like you know
0: do you can curse on me you, yeah i was
1: never like fuck the police for real but i never was like oh hey what's good you know what i mean it wasn't like that's
0: that me. i'm the same exact way like i people this kind of sounds crazy and I hate to like bring myself into it, but like oh, it's okay. my, my parents never had like that, that talk with me. Like that was never like a thing for me. And like, sometimes I'm like, did they do, was that bad that they never told me like, what's supposed to happen when you get pulled over or whatever. But like <laughs> that wasn't a thing. Like, I mean, I grew up in a, the area that I grew up in was like predominantly white. So that could be why, but mm. like, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, was it really that dramatic back in the day? Or is it, or cause I don't know. It, it didn't feel wow. like it to me, so I never had an issue with the police off with police officers, right. and also like, well, never, I'll leave that alone. But I've never had an issue with police <laughs> officers.
1: <laughs> you stupid man. But no, um, I I I didn't receive that talk either, though. You know, yeah. that's why like when the guy pulled me up, he's like license and registration, and I'm like, why are you pulling me over? And then. He,
0: Maybe that's because when I get pulled, now I'm a little different. But before, when I would get pulled over, I would be argumentative. Maybe that's everybody should have had a conversation with me. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's why I got snatched out that car like that, man. Um, but even the even when people are argumentative with you, that doesn't give you a reason to, you know, go overboard and do too much because you're in your feeling. So they
0: they used to give me tickets all the time when I would be argumentative. Like, that's the problem. (laughs) I feel like for me, you're going to give me a ticket regardless. So I might as well get off what I Uh, (laughs) got.
1: No, I typically I don't Yeah, I know everybody goes through things, you know what I mean? Um, But you'll be more inclined to get a ticket if you're rude to an officer. I will say that. Okay. you know, That's
0: that's why I always get them. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh my but yeah my friends and family so yeah um they was like yo see what what's good like bro you they're like oh you the feds you the ops like they funny everybody was super supportive though okay. even um some of the uh some of the like people I grew up with because I grew up I had a really good childhood you know but I, I grew up in a hood so it was no issues you know what I mean I you would have you would think it would there would have been but mm-hmm. No, oh, not at all. Actually, maybe one or two people I, I heard was talking sideways, and I'm like, okay, I can't really associate myself with that. Get caught up in my feelings and hang out with them. But it's like one of
0: um, those things that people don't understand, though. And and truthfully, the way yeah. I look at certain things, I, I think that there are certain people that would have fallen off anyway, just because like your life was different. Even if you were an oceanographer in Hawaii, like some of those things <laughs> probably would have still fell off as well
1: right right and um like you said the people that's gonna fall off they're gonna fall off anyway so i'm not even it wasn't even a huge deal you know but everybody knew who i was and who i am as a person and that's never going to switch up and change and i think that's why a lot of people were super comfortable with it they was like yeah we definitely need somebody like you did
0: one question that i have for you and, and you don't have to answer this if you don't feel comfortable or whatever but i am really curious like what are your thoughts on <laughs> blue lives matter well different
1: officers it means different things you know what i mean Um, for me, Blue Lives Matter resonates when you like, um, when you're on the job, right. And something happened like a near death experience, or maybe death happens and officers are coming together to mourn or to show support of that falling officer. You know what I mean? But to some people, I guess it is a fraternity or some type of like, group or organization where they band together and they just support each other on issues. It's kind of, it kind of like evolved for me. But for me, if somebody passed away in a building trying to save somebody, then for me, it's like, okay, let me show my condolences.
0: What about when people say black lives matter?
1: Black lives matter because they have it. I've experienced it. You know what I mean? When I was arrested and pulled out my car and
0: pepper sprayed at 23, I was a kid, you know? So yeah, bro. Perfect. I appreciate you got putting some light on that. What what was your most challenging experience since you've been on the force?
1: Mm, 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 mm. man, I'm gonna say though, ooh, it's a couple of things. Um, so one, let's talk about that video that went viral, bro. When I mean I had so much anxiety because I, um, the one in front of the McDonald's, <laughs> <you> st- <laughs> the one in front of the McDonald's with the two kids. One was Latino, and then okay. uh. The other one's African-American. Um, the African-American one, the taller one in the video, he wasn't under arrest, but his friends was because he he was in McDonald's, wilding out, uh, spit on the manager, all this craziness. So, yeah, it was wild. Bro. I feel like we didn't
0: get that backstory though. Like, I oh, yeah. was just okay. like, you know, you're not going to get the backstory
1: because yeah. you're going to just see that that video. You know what I mean? But yeah, so basically, we got a call for two uh, juveniles being disorderly. And then it, it increased to him, one of the dudes, the Latino guy, spitting on the manager of McDonald's because she told him to leave because they was like smoking weed or rolling up or something like that. And that's when we got there. And then that's when that video went viral
0: and then can you just explain what happened in the video
1: yeah so basically what people don't know when i got there i was talking to the uh the the, the little guys and i'm like guys i gotta go you know she don't want to press charges or whatever the case is blah blah she just wants you to borrow from me and then it was a back and forth exchange they was like you nah, know fuck out of here get the fuck out my face do this i'm like you can say all that but you got a dip you know what i mean and then um she, she was witnessing everything and they cursing her out and then she decided to press charges. And I'm like, well, and you had a chance. So it was time for me to put the, uh, the Latino guy in handcuffs. And his friend kept getting in my face while I'm like trying mm-hmm. to put him in cuffs. And then I guess my partners, they, they weren't there yet. And that's one mistake to any uh, law enforcement personnel looking at this, wait for your backup because it, uh, things always escalate for the worse pretty much when you're by yourself. Mm-hmm. Trying to take control of the scene, as we see time and time again.
0: So that happened. The situation mm-hmm. was over. You go home. What's it even the next day? Then,
1: even before then, bro. Even before then, I was because I had to do the paperwork. Uh-huh. Um, so when I in, interact with juveniles, I always call their parents. That's the first thing I do. I'm calling their mom, I'm calling their dad, grandma, whoever. Cause they need to know the whereabouts of their child. That's most important to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm calling them and I'm doing the paperwork. And I'm just getting all these messages. I'm like, what the heck? I'm trying to get out of this place. Like, let me hear up and get this paperwork done so I can, um, uh, cause he, he got released that day anyway, so I can um have his mom come down here, let so he can you know leave. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, man, my phone was blowing up. My little brother actually was the first one to hit me up. He was like, "Yo, Mick, that's my family nickname. Yo, Mick, you like." you trending right now. I'm like, trending for what? <laughs> I look, I'm like, oh my gosh. No, 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 man. That is not something I wanted to be trending for. And then I'm just like, yo. And then I'm like, whoa. And then it's not even telling the whole picture like what's going on. And I'm just like, I've been working my, you know, my ass off to get to this point for me to have this moment. And I feel like everything was just like, Will crumble and I'm just stressing the fuck out, you know. And I'm like, I can't believe this is happening to me. I cannot. And then I'm reading the comments. You I was reading
0: the comment. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was reading the comments. And then um, before, you know, going viral and all that other stuff, don't really feed into that. Sh- that's you don't really feed into it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm reading the comments. I'm like, what? Oh, no, nah, they're going hard in these comments. But then uh-huh. I see
0: negatively about you, some of them.
1: negatively. But yeah. then I see a lot of positive stuff. And then especially for my Lincoln family, my actual family, people I grew up with, and they going back and forth with some of these people. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I want to get into this so bad. But I'm like, I'm not, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, And a lot of people really commended me on how I approach that situation days like well at least he didn't take out his gun or pepper spray him or something like that but in that moment i'm not thinking about you know do, i don't i didn't feel like i was he was a threat to me he's that's like if my little brother ran up on me and i'm like wait who are you who are you bucking at you better pipe down you know what i mean so that's kind of how i felt in that exchange and he was like getting in a way and just in my ear it was just too much going on you know you say
0: you, you didn't even think to grab like a weapon or something like that like what no
1: Man, <laughs> no, 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 not at all,
0: not at all. No, um, I, I want to get your thoughts on a couple more things, but there's something I had to ask you though. What's What's your little brother's name?
1: Um, the one who notified me.
0: Oh, I got a little brother. I have a little brother named Dexter too. Yes, yeah, cool. I just want you to say that. Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dexter. Yes, sir. Oh, um. <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah.
0: You now, other things that you've been like noticed about like the capital riots that's something that Mm -hmm. happened in dc i remember when that happened actually i remember thinking about you specifically because i'm like this is odd that this is happening and obviously it's not something that's normal and i was like but i don't i don't know any police officers and i was like oh she carlton works in dc how did Mm. that how was that day like what Mm.
1: what bro bro (laughs) this another this is another um um it's a reason why I had to go to therapy from after that the Capitol riot thing because it was crazy. So basically, we were um, everyone was downtown because Trump was giving a speech at the uh, the ellipse, mm-hmm. where, that little area, and um, we just on a parade route. People were like, oh, how do you get to this place? How do you, is where's the nearest bathroom? And it's kind of like. You know, um, you just giving directions, pretty much standing there, just giving directions. And I'm like, are we about to get off soon? Um, this is perfect. And then next thing you know, it's like they breached the Capitol. But before then, it was people in drones walking to the Capitol. Oh, and we they like, oh, how do you get to the Capitol? Like they were asking y'all, they, they were, were asking them. officers. Yeah, they like, how do you get to the Capitol? Everybody's like, oh, you just go straight down. No one thought anything of it. You know what were they
0: wearing? Like, were they wearing like every it was it's
1: I mean, it was a mix of people, um, from African to Hispanic, white, white, black, <laughs> like it was it was a mix of people, but everybody like these flags and stop the steal and freedom yeah. and uh, that's that Stop the stick. I should have knew. But it's like um we 've done this enough to know like okay typically they're
0: protesting
1: yeah everybody gonna you know they got they 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 feel how they feel they're gonna say what they're gonna say you know freedom of speech you're in a mecca you have the uh, we at the nation's capital you know they're gonna say what they're gonna say so yeah they walking back to the they walk into the capital and I'm like okay cool yep the time to get get out of here. And man, when they said they breached the capital, we looking at each other, they breached the capital because that's capital Police territory. We have no jurisdiction on capital grounds. Well, they were so, like, hold up. What? Man, then we get a message from our Sergeant. Hey, gear up. Gear up? Gear up for what? No, breached the Capitol? What does that mean? Um, like, it's this turtle gear that we have. So we had to put on this turtle gear and like in the middle of the street. I was going to say, where is it like in your cars or? It's like in the vans. We like, so it'll fire like six of us in a van and there's like four vans, a sergeant car and then like a lieutenant car. And so we in the street getting changed and I'm like, this is crazy. And they like, we need to get there now. So we got there. As soon as we got on the West lawn, man, it was a fight. It was a fight. They call it like stormtroopers, enemy of the state, throwing stuff at us, grabbing us. We literally had to fight our way from the West Lawn all the way to like the front of the Capitol. They didn't want you guys to get up there. No, I mean, I mean, it wasn't even that it was like all attention was on us. And at this time, the Capitol was getting up, was being remodeled and um, they was throwing scaffolding at us like bricks. And it was crazy. They had bear mace hockey sticks, poles, um, those like cattle tasers. It was a mess, man. And we- Cattle tasers, you know how they- um, The cows and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, so, and it was just so much going on. So many officers getting hurt. even w- I was alongside some Capitol police and it was like some older uh, African-American um, Capitol police officers and they didn't have anything. And I, I remember specifically one time this guy threw something on us, but I had a helmet on stuff like that. But the older guy, he he took the brunt of it all because he had nothing. Yeah. And I remember he tried to run in that crowd and I had to snatch. I'm like, brother, if you go in this crowd, you're not going to make it out. I can yeah. guarantee that. I can guarantee it. So we is fighting until we made it to the golden arches because a couple of times we was getting closed in i'm like i don't know how this going to turn out you know what i mean i really don't know but then someone was like this is like secret entrance or something like that to go up the steps and that's how we made it to the golden arches where the fight ensued for like three hours but like what was your goal though like so you get into the Capitol, and then what like you get up there uh, and- our goal was just to maintain a line like to maintain a line to stop them because yeah. The people that were already in the Capitol, uh, they were pushed out, but they were t- the other, the, the crowd at large are trying to get into the Capitol now. Uh-huh. They're like, oh, they got in the Capitol. we about to go. So we try to maintain a line, like a barrier from them going into the Capitol. But because it was so many of them, they kind of like just broke the line and was like coming in, and we all scattered around, you know. Did
0: you get to estimate how many of you guys total, like law enforcement was there? How many would you say? It's f- inside of the Capitol building, like outside, as far as like the barrier.
1: Mm, it varies it varies it um it varies like 50 something okay 50
0: we've, like, we've seen that crowd though so like 50 is definitely not enough to control oh
1: that was insane I'm like okay I'm gonna lose I think I'm gonna lose my life at this point man it's I was like gonna say like how
0: ago. did mentally like were you like not afraid but like
1: oh yeah I was afraid bro okay. terrified I, I honestly thought I was gonna lose my life like three times Outside, um, when we was like trying to establish a line, Um, when we finally got like to the Golden Arch, it was a fight ensued and then people getting smashed and bear mace and that. And then we exhausted and Mm -hmm. it's like we had to form these lines and then once one line get tired or maced out or um, bruised and battered, then we had to rotate and it was just like this ongoing thing and everybody was tired you know.
0: And you said I, it went in for three hours.
1: Yeah, that fight in that in a hallway went on for three hours. Wow. And then it was a time where um, where um, it was my turn to take a little break. I had to call my my mother. I'm like, Ma, I don't know what's going on. I don't even know. if I'll make it out of here. Like, I love you. And then yeah. So your mom. Mm hmm. I had because I. that's how I really I really felt that way. I'm like, what let was, me tell her. What was her reaction to it? She was upset. Yeah, she was she was super upset. I was upset. I was so mad. I couldn't believe that was happening, man. I was crying and everything. I was so mad. I was so mad. And I was scared. I didn't know what was going on. No one knew, you know. So Trump playing this game with the National Guard for DC, not trying to get given the okay to come in and like help clear it out. You know, it was a mess.
0: So the next day, once this was over. Did you guys get like a day off, or is it like back? No, bro.
1: Mm-mm.
0: Yeah. What they
1: did was, they was like, Who's injured? Oh, uh, okay, cool. You had
0: Those- like a bruise or something, didn't you? Didn't you have like a, a cut or something like that on you? Oh, yeah, I had a
1: bruise on my forehead. Yeah. Somebody yeah. hit me in the head with a hockey stick. They took my helmet off. I don't even know how, but in the helmet, it's like a velcro piece. So, <laughs> man, they ripped my helmet off and it was weird because it was stuck to my hair, but they ripped the helmet off and then somebody whacked me with a uh, with a uh, hockey stick. Oh, I was so heated. Yeah, it was crazy. Wow. Okay. And that was just the least of it, you know. Uh-huh. It was just like bear mace and just all types of things, man. We was literally fighting. I never fought like that in my life, let alone at work, uh-huh. ever, ever, ever.
0: It was way more intense than I thought it was, but I figured being there, it probably would have been. There's another situation, though, that was Mm -hmm. it seemed intense after the George Floyd murder. Mm -hmm. There Mm -hmm. were, like, protests and I remember seeing this this is another situation where you went viral, where (laughs) people, they were asking you to kneel with them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, You mm -hmm. did it, and you, like, Mm -hmm. kneeled with them. Were you nervous to do that?
1: No. No. It was one of those things like, I'm looking at my coworkers, they said Neil with them. And I'm like, nah, I'm about to do it. I don't go, <laughs> basically, I don't give a fuck if y'all gonna do it or not, but I'm doing it. You know what I mean? Well, your coworkers and was, were
0: black. Like, what, like, what was the They of? were black,
1: they were black. And it was cool because in that moment, it, was just, it went from us just like, you know, just sitting there and people just coming up to us, asking us questions. Like, how could you be black doing this profession? And we just have an open dialogue. everybody coming up to us asking us questions and we asking them questions and it was really productive you Mm -hmm. know what i mean and then this group came and they and i knew some of them from like the community or whatever the case is and then they was like where do you stand where do you stand so for me it was a no-brainer because i saw the video probably a day before that yes and i was so disgusted like i was um actually somebody in a community, came up to my car. He's like, "Brother, man, did you see that video?" I'm like, "Nah, I didn't see that video." He's like, "I can't watch it." He started crying. I looked at the video. I started crying. I'm like, "This is fucking crazy." It made me so sick, bro.
0: And that's the George Floyd murder video.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Yes.
0: I've actually never fully watched the video. Like, I've seen the beginning of it, and then I stopped. Like, I don't. Like, I, I, I've never seen as far as him actually dying. Like, I just, mm. I see that.
1: Mm, it was horrible. It was horrible. So yeah, man, it was a no-brainer for me
0: actually. Was there any backlash to you doing like the kneeling?
1: <laughs> Bro, for real, for real, it was a lot of backlash. Nah, i just say I, I, I was, I had a lot of meetings and we had a lot of talks based on like certain things that I did and you know, like in the future guys don't do this, 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 that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I'll redo it and like like all the interviews I did and stuff like that. Yeah, you gotta watch what you say, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, listen,
0: I went to Lincoln. We already know how to um, finesse when we need to, yeah. be like like a person. It, it, it's funny though because when I was like, oh, I need to interview him, and I'm looking up all this stuff. Some of this stuff I don't, I didn't know, but some of this stuff I'm like, oh, I remember seeing that, and I'm like. Mm-hmm can we bring that up? And I was like, I'm going to bring it up. We'll see. Bring it you up. You actually said some stuff that I didn't think you would say. So this is great. Yeah, <laughs>
1: bring it up. I'm very transparent, man. Yeah. I'm very transparent. You have
0: to be, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, brother, you have to be. This, bring it over, This was amazing. Like I, I, you, I knew what I was doing when I picked you, but you've exceeded the expectations. I think this was incredible. Like, I really appreciate your time. Now, yeah. At this part of the show, I usually try to ask people what they're going to do next. Like, what's next for okay. them? I know, obviously, you're going to Madagascar. Um, I already had my
1: interview with the Peace Corps. They want me to go to Madagascar. I'm like, Madagascar? What the f-? Like the moon, like <laughs> yeah, so like I try so beautiful. Oh my god. I, I tried, tried
0: to maintain some level of intelligence in my life, but I swear to god, when you said Madagascar, I was like, Oh, that's not a real place. But I didn't want to say that I didn't want to look stupid.
1: <laughs> it's like a little I don't want I don't want to say island, but it's like an island right off the coast of Africa, but it's a part of Africa. Okay. Know? And when you just look it up, and I'm just like, oh, I'm definitely taking this, but it have to make sense with my job, man, to. But I'm going to try to finesse it some way, somehow. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, what's next for me? Um, I'm looking to get promoted. And that involves like taking the test. So that's what I'm doing now. trying to get ready for this test that's coming up to get promoted. Um, There's a lot of community outreach things that's opening up in my within my job. I'm going to put in for. Mm-hmm. But if not, I'm going to still just do my community outreach thing.
0: One thing I've noticed about you, like, a lot, and I've always been, like, really impressed by this, and I think I know why you do it, because working in the street, you see it a lot, but you do a lot for, like, homeless, the homeless community. Like, you've always been, since I've known you, you've always mm-hmm. been, like, very, like, adamant about that. And it's funny now, because working in the city, like,
1: mm-hmm. it's
0: cold outside, and these people are outside. Yes. Still, and that's just, like, when you see that, you, you almost feel like you have to do something.
1: What I'm trying to do is, and what I'm going to do probably this month, or the end of this month is I'm doing like, I know it's gonna sound weird, but like I'm gonna do a coat drive for the fall.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: And it's also gonna be like a care package. So it's gonna have like masks, since masks are mandated and a lot of homeless people may not have access to it. Um, But the cool thing about this coat drive is if you donate a coat or you wanna be a part of it, it's not one of those things like, oh, I'm collecting all these coats and just giving it away. So at the exact moment where your coat has been distributed, just distribute it you will know like I will send like a notification to you like hey um such as your coat was just given to whoever the person name is whatever the case is if they got a special message for you then I'm gonna relay that message but so you know that it's not just collecting dust in like some warehouse somewhere and then like in the spring is maybe a lot of rain so we'll distribute like care packages and then like rain like raincoats instead of winter coats mm-hmm. and then maybe in the summer like hygiene products and like cooling towels and stuff like that
0: i mm-hmm. and, and i think that's amazing like i think that during the holidays it's really easy to get certain things done but i do think it kind of mm-hmm. dwindles off when mm-hmm. other seasons kind of come up specifically the fall maybe people do like a, like a book bag or something like that something for the kids or whatever but like overall mm-hmm. like i do think that we kind of lack as a society. Yeah. We lack mm-hmm. when it comes. Finally, I ask all my guests to, to add to my my puzzle pieces.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And basically this is, I'm asking you for like a mantra or a quote or something that you live by. Like what would be your puzzle piece?
1: So my puzzle piece would be, um, um, the only thing you should fear is not living your life to the fullest. Take opportunity, take every opportunity, seize the day, live in a moment. Um, step out of your comfort zone. If, if, it, if, it, if it makes you terrified, do it. You know what I mean? Especially if it's going to benefit you in the long run. I liked
0: it, especially from your perspective. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> you I know, myself. Initially though, when you said the only thing you should, fe- don't fear anything, I'm thinking like maybe hockey sticks. Like man, ladies and gentlemen this is dc police officer carlton woolholt thank you so much carlton for your time and man you know luck cool with everything
1: you no know i'm p man no nah, <laughs> <laughs> no nah, man thank you for having me man it's so uh, that's what's up man i'm glad that you're still you um you cranking this back up and
0: yeah i appreciate you for even considering me doing this for real honestly Thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, guys, Industry Friends is now on Instagram at Industry Friends. So after you rate the show, subscribe to the show, repost the show, review the show, and tell your friends about it, follow us on Instagram at Industry Friends. Industry,
1: Industry Friends. friends.